Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, friend, El Steve here. And Larson, and welcome to Going In Raw Countout, the only top 10 countdown type show found right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, wherever fine podcasts are available, including the CastBox app. Ooh. Got a great partnership with CastBox. CastBox. Great app. Yeah. Check it out if you haven't. Definitely. Um, and if you have, leave us a comment. We're on the road to 1,000 comments. Oh, man. I want to see. So we're our, like approaching 900 as of Tuesday. This is to today. About is 3 o'clock in the PM. Tuesday. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we did this on Tuesday. The episode went That's up. That's not CastBox. The episode went up uh, today, about an hour ago. Not not even an hour ago. Let's see how many comments. Oh, we passed 900, Larson. We passed 900. I want to get 1,000 by, which would be tomorrow. Yes. Money in the Bank Sunday. We want to get a thousand comments by then. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this right here. Oh, that's a long one. That's a really long one. I'm not gonna do that one. Uh, Chaotic Snipe. You guys are the reason I started watching wrestling again. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Road to one thousand. Oh, hold on. This one too. David uh, Bailey uh, or Bailey. Love the Vic Mackey reference, Steve. The best TV show I've ever seen. Thanks, thanks friendo. friendo. I might go back in and actually type out a thing. There thanks, you friendo. go. Anyways, um, so yeah, in the other video that went up today, um, we're taking a look at the the reasons why New Japan is better than WWE, and of course, in this video, vice versa. Ten yes. reasons uh, why WWE is better than New Japan. Of course, uh, New Japan had their big Dominion show last weekend. Fantastic. Uh, and, fantastic uh, show. Uh, up and down the card, really fantastic. Top to bottom, maybe the best show of the year. Could be. It got people buzzing about New Japan again. Every time, every time they have one of these big shows, a huge thing happens. This time, of course, Kenny Omega took that title off of Kazuchika Okada in an epic, epic match. Today is we're actually filming this on Tuesday. By this time, by the time this actually goes up, we'll know how many stars. Oh, here he said it. he thinks it's the greatest match he'll ever see. But how many stars does that translate to? If it's anything less than seven, I might be mildly seven. disappointed. I think it's got to be six and a half. He can't get to seven, can he? Why not? Seven is a lot. He went from five to six. 
There's never been a seven star match. No, but there there had was there a six star match before that? It was the Misawa. There was a six star match. Yeah, there's yeah. been a couple six star matches. Okay. Um, so seven, yes. I don't know. Break the entire scale. But of course, he gets everybody saying, "Oh, I don't watch WWE. I only watch New Japan." And then WWE fans are like, "Oh, screw that. We do WWE." And so we decided to pour some fuel to the fire. All right. And then uh, with this video, of course, we're gonna illustrate right now ten reasons why WWE is better than New Japan Pro Wrestling. Number ten. Ten. It's got the largest stage in the world. Yeah, I mean... Uh, like, literally, probably. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is a pretty huge show. Mm-hmm. But I think that usually has a, a attendance of about 40,000. Okay, sure. WrestleMania is kind of like the bare minimum, like 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then now they're starting to book stadiums. Um, this upcoming Rumble mm-hmm. is going to be at Chase Field in Phoenix, mm-hmm. where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. Um, we've heard they have plans to uh, move SummerSlam mm-hmm. to a stadium. Um so that seems to be the direction they're headed for the major four pay-per-views, make them all stadium shows. Yeah. Granted, not the same size as WrestleMania, which is, you know, like large football stadiums, but, you know, baseball stadiums, 40,000 yeah. seats or so. Jen, um, just also, like, beyond that, generally speaking, you look at their television reach. Yes, I was just about to They're in, like, a trillion thousand countries or whatever around the world. Uh, of course, here in the States. Uh, Raw and SmackDown do around between two and a half and three, four million viewers, uh, depending on the show. Of course, that might increase with SmackDown moving to Fox next year, um, you know, versus New Japan, which is on Access, which I don't even think I have with the PlayStation View. I don't know if I have uh, it on my cable provider either. And so it's like, granted, we watch ours on New Japan World. It's a fine streaming service, but WWE is everywhere. And I think that is the appeal for a great number of wrestlers, you they some some people out there might think, well, I'd like to know, you know, it, 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 I'd like to take on the challenge of wrestling on the grandest stage of them all, see if I can succeed mm-hmm. in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, who wouldn't? I mean, I, I would only imagine it's a fairly overwhelming thing to step out on a stage and have eighty thousand people staring back at you. Mm-hmm. That's got to be really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be exhilarating too. Yeah, I would think so to go out there and perform. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. So, uh, so yeah, they obviously far and away have the largest stage in the grandest stage of them all. Yeah, they call it. Yeah, yeah what's they call WrestleMania? Uh, right, correct. The WrestleMania annual event, grandest <laughs> stage of them all. Pay per view spectacular. Number nine. Nine. Mainstreaming wrestling. That's, that's what the WWE that's is all John about. John Cena on the Today Show. That's not Kazuchika Okada. That's not Kenny Omega. Only one man is powerful enough to. Fireman carry Al Roker, and that's John Cena. John Cena. I think he's basically a regular on the Today Show these days. I think he's like co-hosting these days. Something like that. So you got you got John Cena on the Today Show. You got uh, the Seth Rock. Rollins showing up on the Daily Show with John Stewart. You got the Rock. You know the hottest Hollywood commodity today, maybe ever. Uh, the WWE, especially recently has been making huge inroads into once again, like, you know, for the first time since the attitude era, I'd say sort of re mainstreaming. Well, I think wrestling in, in certain avenues, they've, they've outpaced the attitude era in terms of mainstream coverage. Cause during the attitude, era, I remember uh, mainstream publications ever writing articles or, or doing right. recaps to the same degree we see now. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's true. Um, numerous mainstream publications. Um, when you get through to sports illustrated and ESPN, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Forbes. Yeah. yeah. USA today. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, WCW did that. Well, I mean, because they put the belt on David Arquette. Right. 
which I guess would appeal to the, the, the business traveler. The business traveler, exactly. But uh, uh, you got that, and then you got uh, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. who they brought in as a mainstream crossover star. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretty much the only promotion in the world that can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, New Japan and, and, and gets a, a lot of good press, you know, like in, in, in Vice and Rolling Stone. Um, Sports Illustrated is, you know, they'll interview Kenny Omega yeah. um, fairly regularly. But yeah, you know, this week in wrestling, on Sports Illustrated is predominantly WWE content. Well, and also a lot of the a lot of the coverage that New Japan gets I've noticed with with like, you know, Sports Illustrated or some of the more mainstream outlets out here, they always frame it kind of like the same way comic book movies were framed for a long time or comic books in general, they're no longer for kids. Well, New Japan, they're usually framed you can do this outside the WWE, you know? That's how it is. Yeah. Oh, they can do this. They were in there, and then they're not there, and oh, they're still or, getting by without the WWE. I know. They mean, yeah. How many, how many uh, buy or, uh, inter- uh, articles been written on the Young Bucks about how, you know? They can do it without they WWE. They can do it without WWE. <laughs> exactly. Well, of course they can. <laughs> not every wrestler needs to go to WWE. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, I, th- that just shows kind of how big the reach, you know, we talked about that a moment ago is with the WWE, if you're not with them, it's like, it's a miracle you're even alive. <laughs> you're not living in your car? <laughs> right, exactly. And now with, with uh, SmackDown going to Fox, broadcast Fox, not mm-hmm. Fox Sports 1, it's only gonna increase WWE's yeah. mainstream reach. Yeah, no, absolutely. Number eight! Eight. Video games. Yeah, WWE has a lot of video games. Yeah, they're they're yeah. You have they, the, they've uh, got this cornered. Oh yeah, uh, you have the whole of course the whole WWE 2K series, massively popular. And then you have a, a series of mobile games. You got mm-hmm. Supercard, Supercard, Mayhem. Okay, yeah, might be others. Probably, I don't remember. But uh, New Japan is finally getting their first game, I believe, of this current generation of consoles. But it's a tie-in with Fire Pro Wrestling. Which itself is like sort of a throwback game. Yeah, kinda. it was a PC exclusive game. It's getting released for the PS4, but with New Japan content. Yeah. But it's not packaged as a New Japan Pro Wrestling video game. Right, and it's certainly not as sort of, it's just not the same. I mean, it's cool. It's, yeah. It, don't get me wrong, it's cool. New Japan is cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's when you have, and granted, like 2K, the 2K series isn't everybody's cup of tea. They're very ambitious games. Yes. Um, and they, I, I think that under the 2K banner, it's obvious, you know, from our involvement or our, you know, being able to observe a lot what's going on over there, they have plans, like even grander plans for the 2K series. Um, it, feel, it feels like they want to turn the WWE 2K series into a phenomenon like the NBA 2K series, where it's an event whenever it comes out uh, and, you know, just gets stronger and stronger with each, with each outing. And they're very, very ambitious games. Massive undertaking. Yeah. There's not even, it doesn't even come close. Meanwhile, over in New Japan, it's like, oh, cool. The, some of the characters have a cameo in, Yaku- in a Yakuza game. Yeah. They don't have their own sort of franchise no. video game series of their own. Um, I feel like that, you know, I'm, I'm obviously it costs a lot of money to do that. Yeah. But, uh, and, you know, they're, they seem very, very specific with, with what markets and what, you know, things they wanted to, what outlets they want to target. But uh, but yeah, no video game. Uh, WWE has the video game scene on lock. Yeah, and it, it's funny because like when you go into the custom creation characters in WWE, there's like you know WWE roster members who didn't make the game for whatever reason. Yes, yeah, people who left, and then New Japan, and then New Japan. Yeah, <coughs> exactly. 
Oh, and celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> and superheroes and Donald Trump. Number seven. Seven. More involved storylines. Now, this isn't always for the better. But no, but it's, it's good to have that option because, yeah. you know, while it doesn't always work, for example, the Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley business they've been doing lately, which is overly involved and complicated, what doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You have instances like the ultimate deletion, which granted has its roots back in TNA mm-hmm. with the final deletion, but still you have this, this, this feud, which lead to this highly produced uh, video package that shot on the Hardy compound mm-hmm. as aired during an episode of raw. Yeah. And I don't think they would do that kind of stuff in new Japan um, because everything pretty much settled in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice to have uh that wrestling presented in such a fashion what is done well and done right because it, it, it it's just a different way to explore the storytelling medium of wrestling yeah yeah it's like a you know it, it doesn't always work great but you know you do get things like randy orton burning down a guy's house yeah i mean even going back to the stone cold mcmahon mm-hmm. feud mm-hmm. yeah that was far more involved storyline than at least anything we've seen in new japan since we started watching yeah so, I mean, a lot of the, sometimes it's, it's super goofy. Sometimes it's, it, you know, the goofiness is, is, is really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they can do that. I think that a lot of the, the Shinsuke AJ stuff right now, um, I think could be done in new Japan mm-hmm. if they, if they kept it a little, you know, a bit simpler. Um, so some of it feels kind of throwback to some new Japan stuff, but a lot of it, they, they couldn't do in new Japan. You know, they, they've, they've got their, their weird story being told. And uh, and I think it actually kind of works for that mm-hmm. feud. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, they they do that. Like you said, bottom line, it gives them more options yes. to explore storylines. Yeah, they don't don't always work, yeah. but it's good to have that option. Yeah, number six, six gimmick matches. Um, I believe New Japan had their first ladder match. I think two or three Dominions ago was Omega versus Michael Elgin for the Intercontinental. Oh title. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Prior match. to that, they hadn't had a. Uh, a ladder match mm-hmm. in New Japan. Yeah. I don't know whether they've had uh, cage matches, but uh, it seems that in New Japan, they tend to just like to settle things in the ring, usually just between two competitors or two yeah. tag teams Yeah, um, without a whole lot of gimmicks attached to the match. Yeah. The, I was even surprised that they did it this past Wrestle Kingdom, the, oh, fatal, the, yeah. the junior heavyweight fatal four-way, because I had read that they're just not huge on that. They're not huge on triple threats. They like it either singles or like a giant, you know, eight-man tag match. Um, and so, uh, you know, WWE, could it be argued that they have too many gimmick matches? Yeah, yeah probably. They, they definitely have too many pay-per-views. Uh, yeah, after yeah, gimmick yeah. Matches. Like, you know, the TLC shouldn't be its own pay-per-view. But, my God, a lot of those TLC matches back in the day and, and even some of the ones that they have these days are a lot of fun. Hell in the Cell this year um, was actually that main event match with Kevin Owens and uh, Shane McMahon. McMahon was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and it and it led to a you know it led to a crap story on SmackDown which had a lot of promise to it. Yeah. So like the first, you know, when when Sami Zayn, you know, helped Kevin Owens out in this situation, it was like, "Oh, wow, that's really cool." And then it turned to crap. Well, it eventually led to Daniel Bryan coming back to the wrestling ring. Yeah, true. True. So it wasn't all bad. So, you know, and then we got Money in the Bank coming up. That's a lot of fun. Royal Rumble, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So um so yeah, gimmick <sighs> matches feel like New Japan actually could, you know, benefit from maybe some more gimmick matches. Yeah, maybe. Number five. Five. Larger than life characters. Look at Braun Strowman right I mean, there. in New Japan, there's, there's no supernatural characters. I mean, evil is the closest, but I don't get the, the, the idea that he is in any way some sort of warlock. Yeah, no. Much less, yeah. uh, 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 you know, I guess what Undertaker is the dead man. But does that necessarily mean he's undead? 
I don't think so. Well, un- de- define undead. It's like the walking. Like he's dead, but he's still up and around. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, but then they call him the dead man. That's confusing. Is he undead or no? I I think that I don't I don't think I don't know I don't I honestly don't know he still has powers he still like manipulate lightning and stuff. no I know so. as does Kane Kane's <laughs> another large in life supernatural character yeah yeah you know? no they're they're really good at doing these characters that, you got Bray Wyatt who especially upon his debut was fascinating he's such a different take on anything they'd ever done granted mm-hmm. they bungled him in pretty much every respect since you got Elias mm-hmm. great character and like you said yeah you got Fandango or uh, Breezango rather yeah. They're like cops, but for fashion. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you've got all these these characters that, and like you said, because the WWE established that their universe can have these larger-than-life characters, it gives them the option to pursue those avenues. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure the next time we're going to get like a supernatural character like a Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, in NXT, you've got like the Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. he's not supernatural, but no, he's but certainly he's, larger than life. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look at the the how uh, Prince Devitt, um, that character was portrayed um, in New Japan versus Finn Balor. Oh yeah, he's in kind WWE. Of, yeah. Yeah, like he's I right, know, yeah. I know, uh, as Prince, he did the makeup and stuff, but I don't believe that it was. They had his origins in a sort of mythology, as opposed to the demon character. Yeah, yeah, which does, yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, it give it gives more options. It's it's created some very interesting characters um, throughout the years. Uh, obviously, you've mentioned Undertaker, Kane, Bray Wyatt. Well, even now, Bray. you mean Braun is a larger than life mm-hmm. personality, he's a larger mm-hmm. than life character. I mean, he just successfully beat three people. Yeah, and when you're when you bring down when you're when you employ that level of destruction, I mean, he's essentially a horror a horror movie monster. That's kind of what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you know, he can also have a crush on Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So you know, there's that. So yeah, it does make things a bit more interesting, a bit more unpredictable. What are yes. these? What's this character? Where's this character coming from? The undisputed era. Yes, larger than life characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Number four. Four. Production value. Look at all that pyro. I know. Look at that stage. Oh my gosh! How many LEDs do you think is in millions? Millions. millions? millions. Millions of lights. Millions. Those are the strobe lights that uh, blinded you during that WrestleMania when we were in attendance. That's right why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm never going to go to WrestleMania again. All that pyro, all those lights, but it, even just beyond the stage design, I mean, I, WWE can obviously afford or spare no expense when it comes to the opulence of their stage presentation. Yeah, I mean, they do now because they don't have pyro, but... Yeah, they kind of need some pyro back, I feel like. come back. Um, but also, just in terms of the, the photography, I think of the television broadcast. Mm-hmm. Granted, WWE is, is not without its issues with all the smash cuts and zooming in and out and stuff. The Kevin Dunn effect, yeah. But rarely do I feel like in a WWE uh, program that I miss spots. Yeah, sure. And there's a couple times, even during Dominion, where stuff was happening. I was like, I want to know what happened. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But based on you know camera work, whatever, we didn't get to see it or get to see it as well as we, I would have liked to. WWE is a very polished product. Mm-hmm. They know how to put together a professional production it shows even NXT is absolutely fantastic yeah. with their production. Um, so yeah, their production value is absolutely second to none. There was a, a killer match between, I want to say, Show and Dragon Lee uh, as part of the best of the Super Juniors. Is that when they just had the 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 hard cam? It was filmed like it was straight from 1983 in the Deep South. It was just one hard cam, no commentary. 
and you know you need some close-ups you need your you know you need some cameras in different yeah, places it helps to fully, the story being told to, for the television viewer yeah, yeah. You, it helps you appreciate everything so much more yep and uh that's that's wwe i always felt i i always thought it'd be really cool is if they did if wwe did a uh an actual card for uh southpaw wrestling oh yeah with just the hard cam that cool. could be a lot That'd of be fun. fun number three three WWE Network. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the this, I mean, is, this the, is a whole bag of just really, really good stuff, right? Here. Yeah, I mean the 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 extent of the the material they have in there, not just from WWE, but other promotions, WCW, ECW, oh, Mid South. Oh man, yeah, that's the that's one of the biggest things for me is just how large their library is. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely insane, and that seems to be a, a goal of theirs. To be like you know the place where you can find um, as much wrestling as, as possible, and I hope they continue to grow that. Yeah, um, but and they also have that stuff. They have their original programming. I mean, beyond just NXT, two hundred five live. I don't really watch Camp WWE. Yeah, I hear good things. Yeah, and then you have the Edge and Christian show. All the documentaries. The documentaries they, they do are fantastic. Are fantastic. Yeah. Plus, they have a lot of the old documentaries they did prior to the network. The mm-hmm. DVD releases. They mm-hmm. have those up there, which are usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, also, the WWE Network's interface is cleaner. Oh, more streamlined. Yeah, yeah. seems to work better than the web-based yeah. New Japan World uh, interface. Yeah, it is New Japan. It's the New Japan interface. I'm I'm kind of surprised they haven't put some more money into just I don't know figuring out how to make that just more simple. I guess. Um, how do you How do you like the interface on the uh, the Fire Stick? I mean, it's better. It's better. I just feel like WWE is so intuitive. There, the network is so intuitive, mm-hmm. and the New Japan one, even on the Fire Stick, isn't that intuitive. Um, you can find anything you want so easily on the network, mm-hmm. and New Japan World is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, it's it's everything. Yeah, you're touching my feet. Sorry, it's the interface. It's the lev- like just the deep, deep library they have. The original program, the documentaries. It, it really is just a celebration of pro wrestling yep. and only at $10 a month. I know we're not shills, but that's a freaking great deal. Yeah. It's a pretty good, and on top pretty of good that, value and the pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a break. So yeah, WWE network, great stuff. Number two, two, it's got the deepest roster in wrestling. I mean, right there, you have three guys that could be a uh, world champions in any mm-hmm. promotion. Yeah, Any they're, promotion. They're just, they're, they're just, and only one of them has a belt, and it's a mid-card belt. And title. it's a mid-card belt, yeah. Um, between the main roster and NXT, um, the level of talent is unbelievable, based because WWE is basically willing to sign anybody they want. Yeah, pretty and much, And they have yeah. the means to do it. Yeah. Um, and so they're just bringing in all the talent, and and I feel, it seems like they're just going to sign all the talent they can and worry how to utilize them later. Yeah, yeah, that, that's sort of, that's not great. No, it's not a great philosophy. But um, you, you, you never want to... That's not a bad problem to have. Yeah. So in WWE, you have the club. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallows and Anderson were the most dominant tag teams in New Japan. Correct. They come to WWE, and I don't know if it's based on a lack of vision, no plans for them, or just the how stacked the talent level is in WWE. They haven't performed nearly to the level in terms of titles won, victories, so on and so forth, that they did in New Japan. Um, you can make the same case perhaps for Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, especially after he started Bullet Club, mm-hmm. was hot stuff. He's wildly popular in WWE. He's the first universal champion, but after he got hurt, he never really seemed to get to that same level. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
and again, you know, how much of that is is not utilizing the talents you have signed to their fullest? How much of that is not having plans for them? How much of that is just trying to find a role for everybody because yeah. there's so much talent? Yeah, I know. And let me ask you something. The 12th man on the bench in the WWE, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'll put it this way. Who's worse? 12th man in the WWE or 12th man in Japan? Like, would New Japan ever sign a guy like Big Cass? Today's New Japan. No. I don't think so either. No, because he won't be able to perform up to their standards in the ring. Right, yeah, yeah. But that being said, if you look at, like, how deep and, and who they are signing, who they're going after, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting with, like, a guy like Big Cass, for example, or a guy like Jinder. I'm not sure if WWE would go down that route again. You know what I mean? Like, they're both kind of, I mean, Ginger's been around for a little while. But, like, a guy like Big Cass sort of lumbers about. And I, I like Big Cass just fine. He's whatever. But, like, they they seem to just sign, like, the cream of the crop these days. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, within the past 12 months. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, a guy like Enzo, who has, like, almost no talent in the ring. I wonder if WWE would sign a guy like that anymore. If he's just a mouth. Oh, I don't know. Not a lot of talent in the ring. I don't know. You know? I don't know. It seems like because of how well NXT is coming together in terms of the level of talent, I'm not sure if a guy like that would... would well, here, I mean, back in the early days of NXT when they were signing developmental talent, mm-hmm. or, yeah, by yeah, that yeah. I mean yeah. having people that either had little to no actually wrestling experience, bringing them in, developing them all in-house, and then putting them on NXT. It seems yeah. like right now the people they're signing for NXT is people from the... Predominantly, mm-hmm. people from the indies. Yeah. And a lot of developmental talent they're signing is from is international. Mm-hmm, yeah. And in, in I wonder, you know, I'm, sure, I'm assuming that's part of Triple H's larger global localization mm-hmm. plan where they're going to have kind of NXT territories, or so it seemed, um, around the globe. But... Uh, I just... I feel like because of what you just said and their, their tendencies these days to sign established indie stars... That ro- that that level of of their rosters are only getting deeper and deeper with really really good talent. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if at some point, within the next couple of years, the lower end guys in WWE are going to be better than the lower end guys oh. in New Japan. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's heading towards that yeah, direction. Could, I really be. do. Um, because yeah, the guys that they're bringing in, you know, who hadn't wrestled before, it's going to be really hard for those guys to to carve out their, it's going to be more and more difficult for them to carve yeah, out yeah, their yeah, thing yeah. when they're going to going against Adam Coles and, and ricochets. ricochets. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Anyways, number one, number one, NXT, NXT is the best thing WWE has going right now. It's my favorite thing in wrestling right now. Look at that. Look at the undisputed era right there. It, the level of talent in NXT. Am I doing it right? Like this. Oh, I have to do it like that. Yeah, you got to do it next. The level of talent in NXT is ridiculous, mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Um, um, you get the you get the the high level of talent, the incredible depth of talent, but also you got uh, they seem to be far freer to work. Yeah, how they wish. I, I don't know if it's necessarily. I don't know if it's to the same degree as wrestlers in New Japan, mm-hmm. but it seems pretty darn comparable. When you have, I, when you have Johnny Gargano putting on two takeover five-star matches in a row, one with Almas, one with Ciampa. I would think 
that the answer to that question might be yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Now, maybe, maybe the level of detail in the booking itself might not be the same. That might be the, I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I'm simply speculating. But in terms of larger story beats, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I mean, obviously, in NXT, they're not going to be doing pile drive. They're not going to be doing stuff they let them do in, in in New Japan. But they certainly seem to give more, much more creative than they have on main roster, mm-hmm. or much more creative liberties than on main roster. I mean, NXT is, is is this nice kind of middle ground between the best of New Japan in terms of uh, creative freedom for the wrestlers, in terms of how they approach their matches, how they execute the storytelling beats in their matches mm-hmm. and how uh, they, they they portray their characters, along with uh, main roster, where in NXT, granted, more of the characters are, are, are far more grounded, mm-hmm. but then you have characters like Velveteen Dream who are definitely larger than life. Yeah. Um, so this, NXT really is kind of a nice middle ground between you know the, the, the in-ring competition of New Japan and you know the larger... Uh, spectacle and presentation of WWE main roster. NXT is kind of a nice middle ground between the no, two. No, it re- it is it is the perfect. You're exactly right. It is the perfect middle ground. You've got you've got the really really good wrestling. You have the because NXT's design aesthetic is outstanding. Yeah, the same as New Japan in terms of like you know comparing with New Japan, but then you have the production value of WWE. And then you have, on top of that, you have its home base of Full Sail, which is a terrific place, mm-hmm. a smaller, more intimate crowd. It's everything perfect. It's everything perfect about pro wrestling. It's all the great stuff about pro wrestling put into one perfect hour of TV every single week and then one amazing takeover every couple months. Mm-hmm. It really is the perfect hour of, of wrestling and it comes to you thanks to WWE. Yeah. So that's the number one reason. Number one. Why WWE is better in New Japan because of NXT. But all that other stuff's that too. Yeah. But yeah. So anyways, yeah. Really good stuff. Fantastic list. Yes, good stuff. Awesome. Everybody, good job. Anyways, that's it for now. Be sure to leave your comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com.